It's One Storytime, a podcast for kids of all ages who want to become investigators of God's Word, the one story of redemption in Jesus Christ. In each episode, we will learn an amazing Word of the Week, investigate a challenging question about God and His world, or to discover how to apply a Bible story to our lives. So let's get started. Here's our host, Dr. John Kwasny, but you can just call him Doc. Hello again, everyone. Thank you for joining me for one story time today. Isn't it just so great to be able to talk about things that truly matter? Sadly, we can spend way too much time talking about things that don't matter at all in this life. I know I do. It's easy to just talk about our favorite sports teams, something we watched on TV, or things that are just plain silly. Now, don't get me wrong, it is fun to talk about those things, but they just don't help us much in our growth as children of God. So again, I'm glad to be able to talk about things that matter, to take the time to talk about things that matter. The Bible has so much to teach us about how to live life as followers of Jesus. This isn't an easy thing, that's for sure. Even us adults are constantly learning what it means to be a Christian and how to act in ways that love God and love other people. To put it another way, the Bible applies to our life. It isn't just a collection of stories. It has so much to teach us, beginning with showing us who God is and what he requires of each one of us. So let's tackle this important application question today together. Who is in control of our lives? When I was a child, I probably thought my parents were in control of my life. After all, our parents make all the important decisions for us, right? You probably don't have any control over what town you're growing up in or what house you live in or what church you attend. You probably didn't get to choose your own school either. Maybe you get to make small decisions like, what food you want for dinner, or what clothes you want to wear today. But even then, your parents are still in charge. So are your parents really in control of your life? I can remember being so mad at my father when he told me I couldn't go to the college I wanted to attend. I thought he was ruining my life. I thought I was old enough to control my own life. I have long since apologized to my father for being so upset at him. He was no more in control of my life than he was in control of his own life. By the way, when we are young, we often want to be grown-up adults because we think we will have total control of our lives. Adults get to stay up as late as they want, eat what they want, watch the shows that they want. Total control, right? Wrong. None of us are in control of our lives. There is only one who controls all things. I hope you already know. Who is it? Yes, the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is in control of all things. Listen to this Bible verse from the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. Daniel 4, verse 35. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand Or say to him, what have you done? All the inhabitants of the earth means all people who have ever lived and who will ever live. We are counted as nothing 
in the sense that we can't do just anything we want to do. Only God does according to his will. He alone can do anything he wants to do. He has absolute control of everything. Well, here's another scripture from the Psalms. Psalm 115 verses 2 through 3 reads this way. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Only God does all that he pleases. We cannot. I know it often looks like people get to do whatever they want to do. But in the end, God is in control of all things that happen. Another important word for this is that God is sovereign. Say that great word with me, sovereign. To be sovereign is to have absolute authority over a realm. We call human kings sovereigns because they rule over the inhabitants of their domain. But they are not truly sovereign, are they? Even the kings of this world submit to the king of kings and lord of lords. It doesn't matter how much earthly power, money, possessions, or fame a person has. He or she still isn't in total control of his or her life. God, as our creator, is also in control of all he has created. That should be good news to your ears. But sadly, we want to be in control, don't we? Our desire to be in control of our lives produces a lot of fear, worry, and anxiety. Do you find yourself fighting for control of your life? Do you often worry about things in this world? Maybe you worry about the weather when there are bad storms. You are afraid something bad will happen to you or your family. Well, guess who's in charge of every single storm? God is. As scary as these storms can be, we have nothing to fear from them. Or maybe you are anxious about a certain person in your life. It may be a friend who's not acting like a friend, or maybe a bully, or even a hard situation with a family member. God's Word has a lot to say about how to solve those relationship problems. But a good starting point is not to be anxious because God is in control. Other people aren't in control of you, even though it seems like it sometimes. God is in charge. Or maybe you're fearful of things that are new. That was always one of my big worries. A new school, a new school year, a new church, a new neighborhood. Anything new can create an opportunity to become anxious. But who's in control of anything that comes into our lives? God is. Nothing can happen to us that is outside of God's sovereign plan. So why do we waste so much time worrying and being afraid? Why do we think we can and should be in control of our lives? Well, we need to talk more about that another time. There are certainly a lot of reasons. But underneath all of them is one thing, our sinful pride. Human beings think we can run our own lives. Do you know the story of the Tower of Babel? God had commanded people to be fruitful and multiply, to fill the earth and subdue it. But in Genesis 11, we read of people who wanted to do things their own way, to control their own lives. Here's what happened. 
And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. Now, did you hear that last part? They not only wanted to make a name for themselves, but they wanted to be in control of their own destinies. And worse than that, they didn't want to do what God had commanded them to do. They didn't want to spread over the face of the whole earth like God wanted them to. So God came down and confused their language, forcing them to spread out through the face of the earth. They thought they could do as they pleased, but they ended up doing what God commanded. And did you hear their pride? More importantly, do you hear yourself in this story? We often want to do things our way, convinced that we are in control. Now, there's a lot more to say on the subject, but I want you to know that there's actually something or someone God commands you to control. You are to control yourself. What in the world does that mean? Well, listen to Galatians 5, to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. There it is. You are to have self-control. You are to take control over what you think about, over the words you say, and over the actions that you do. But notice that self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It is a work of the Spirit in our lives as Christians. You cannot control yourself without being controlled by the Spirit. Well, here's another way to think about it from the Apostle Paul again in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 14 and 15. It reads, For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Oh, such beautiful words. When the love of Christ controls us, we will have true self-control. Do you see how that works? God is in control of all things. What you and I have to learn is to submit to that control, to find peace and joy in God's control. Again, there's so much more to talk about when it comes to the big subject of control. There are still lots for us to learn. But for now, let's thank the Lord that he is in control of this world and not us. Thank you for investigating God's Word with us today. One Story Time is brought to you by One Story Ministries, provider of Christ-centered Bible curriculum for the church, home, and school. You can discover more about our resources for children, youth, and adults by visiting onestoryministries.org. Please share this podcast with your friends, family, and church so you can talk about it together. 
Until next time, keep learning, loving and living out God's Word. 